Welcome to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. We'll do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello. Thank you for listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for nano entrepreneurs and curious creatives and people who are just starting things. I am your host, Chantel Dedicky, and I am the chief coffee maker here at Francis Roy. And I have with me today a very special guest, like a mentor for me. So this is going to be interesting. I've got Darren Rudloff, and Darren is the president and CEO of Visit Cheyenne. And Darren, what is the weather like in Cheyenne today? Wyoming, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Cheyenne, Wyoming has beautiful fall weather today. We have about 78 degrees, not a cloud in the sky with a slight breeze. So uh, we are enjoying our weather and we welcome all visitors to come see us here in Wyoming. That's awesome. And, and if you haven't, if you can't guess, Visit Cheyenne is the destination marketing organization for the city of Cheyenne, Wyoming. And Darren is a personal mentor of mine. He, um, I worked for him at some point. And what I think is so interesting about this is that we need mentors our whole life. And so you'll, our listeners will be able to dip into the phone calls of desperation that I normally, um, when I call you and I go, Darren, what do you think about this? And then you give me all your wisdom and everything. And most individuals are not privy to that information, but um, I have, I'm like surrounded by really strong mentors and, and Darren, you're like at the top of the list, if not numero uno. Well, thank you, Chantel. Those are very kind words from you. And uh, I feel the same way about you calling you for your ideas as well. Awesome. Well, I am excited about today's conversation because this is part, um, okay, part three in our series on culture and core values. And to me, this core value particular, which is hard work is the best work. It's a Francis Roy core value is a really hard, it's hard. I mean, you know, it's difficult. It's difficult to define when people ask us what we mean, it's it's difficult for us to articulate and express what we mean. But in terms of, okay, so all of us as business owners and people who want to start things, I think that we pick up nuances and, you know, little bits of wisdom and we create our own identities based on what we've been exposed to. For me, as an as just a worker, I guess, as a, someone as a part of an organization, I really learned this concept and core value from working with you at Visit Cheyenne, which really came a little bit later in my career, but hard work, is that the right word, Darren? What is what is hard work? I don't even, it, should we be using something else? I don't know. Uh, maybe it's passionate work. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know, but in thinking about this subject, uh, when you asked me about this, I struggled with it a little bit as, as well. And where I would like to take this is, I, I think we should call it passionate work. Uh, passionate work, is different from a normal eight to five job or drudgery, if you will. And I think passionate work is defined as when you really find what you love, when you really find an occupation or a task, or uh, especially for entrepreneurs, their mission in life, passionate work, hard work really is quite noble. It goes beyond drudgery. It's something that improves you it's it, Again, it's noble that you are trying to improve yourself, you're trying to improve the community, you're trying to improve your organization, and I think it's great that you have this as a core value because 
you know, I feel like it's certainly one of my core values. Yeah. And if, you know, hard work is the best work is one of our core values that I feel like can be communicated as us just like constantly working hard nonstop. And that's a little bit of a misconception um, in terms of the way that we actually practice hard work. It really is, we want to attract people to Francis Roy that are passionate about working here and the work that we do. And so I wrote down passionate because, you know, obviously this is a mentoring session and I still have a lot to learn, but we might, we might be changing that core value, but um, neither here nor that. But really that, I think that's what we mean, not that you're the first person to arrive and you're the last person to leave, but that when you're engaged in the work itself, what is going to be a result of that work is going to be your absolute best because you love and you're passionate about what you do. Right. And you're, you're, you're reaching peak, peak performance as well because you are really passionate and working hard. You know, when you really are in a project, when you're really working hard, you have a thrill it's a challenge. Uh, you reach peak performance and you reach a higher place, if you will, by really working hard. Uh, as, as you know, I always say that uh, a lot of people are smarter than us or they may have more connections with us, but we can always compete on working hard. They're not going to outwork us. And what I've always meant by that is, is when you're really passionate about something and you feel the thrill and it's a challenge and you really work hard on something, you do take things to a higher level. You push the envelope, you reach places that you might not normally go to because you are enjoying it. And that's what I mean by passionate work. And I think that's what you're talking about as well. I think so too. You know, when I worked for Visit Cheyenne, I remember, I remember just in just the exact day that you told me, Chantel, you're, you may not be the smartest person at the table, but you can outwork anyone at the table. And that always like really resonated with me and gave me like confidence that, um, you know, I may not be the, the biggest contributor here in terms of brain space, because if I'm doing things right, I'm surrounding myself with people who are smarter than me anyways, because I want that thought diversity and I want that brain growth. So I'm okay with that. I'm comfortable with that but I can champion and work just as hard as anyone that's at the table, regardless of our levels of intellect. That's, that's true. I mean, you know, just like your attitude, mm -hmm. your cheerfulness, uh, these are skills that go beyond your knowledge of a subject that you can bring to the table. And hard work is certainly one of them. So hard work is certainly one of those things that you can bring to the table uh, that gets you over the line and and helps you compete in the working world because every time you're really working hard every time you're really engaged uh you're got a leg up on the person that's still having coffee in the morning and not not engaged yet yeah no i think that's great and so we talk a lot in our agency about soft skills because you know, there are those of us, and I'm, I'm one of those people that I don't have um, tangible talents, right? So I am not an artist. Um, you know, there are all these things. And when you work in an agency, you're surrounded by very creative people who have all of these tangible talents. And what can be overshadowed is those that excel with very strong, soft skills. So they have that 
attitude piece. They, you know, they have the motivation and the drive and, and they can champion things along. And I think what I hear you saying is that's just as valuable as natural God-given talent. Certainly. The ability to put people together, the ability to recognize talent, uh, the ability to use all those soft skills to forge a team to move forward. Um, I think those are all parts of hard work as well. So um, I want to talk a little bit about Visit Cheyenne because I kind of grew up at Visit Cheyenne and um, it's really where I got passionate about tourism and destination marketing. And I had so many opportunities there for professional growth. What, what do you guys do at Visit Cheyenne and what does hard work look like in the culture there? Visit Cheyenne is the destination marketing organization for Cheyenne and Laramie County, our, our area. So our job is to promote and to sell uh, the community, but at the same time, we go much beyond that. We work quite a bit into growing events, growing tourism products and attractions, uh, really trying to represent ourselves and the tourism industry well to the citizens of our community. Uh, you know, tourism, isn't just for visitors. The ultimate goal of tourism in our organization is to improve the lives of our residents here in our area. So again, that's part of what is fun about our job. What I think makes everyone here feel quite passionate about it is we are in the trenches making differences for the lives of our citizens, uh, for our community as a whole, uh, making them better places to be. Yeah. And as you know, some of the most interesting projects we work on are very much outside the realm of normal tourism organizations. We provide tremendous services for our conventioneers coming into town. We work on things like murals and uh, tours and attractions that we develop ourselves that are way beyond what a normal organization does. So these are examples where I think we have that core value as well, where we're very passionate. We're pushing an envelope. We're doing things that normal organizations don't do at a higher level. And that's what's fun about it. It's, it's what makes it not work or doesn't feel like the drudgery of work, but it makes it feel like uh, positive hard work or passionate hard work as we're talking about here today. Passionate hard work. Oh my gosh. It's, you know, I'm going to have to go to the team tomorrow and be like, well, sorry, we're changed. Scrap it now. I still think hard work definitely applies. And I think the way that we feel about it is certainly passionate. I know um, working there at Visit Cheyenne, I remember like rarely would I come into the office and you weren't already there, you know, um, mostly because I have a little bit of an entrepreneur's personality. And you would always say the, um, that my seat was the most expensive in the office when I was sitting in it. And so that was really my job. But I really feel like that's where I developed a lot of my entrepreneur skills. And so maybe there are people out there who work for organizations that are thinking that they want to start their own thing, but there might be opportunities for them to really feed that entrepreneurial drive in the organizations that they belong in. How do those people approach CEOs and presidents and say, I want to launch something new? You know, I think that's uh, both a aspect for the employee and for the CEO to really think through. I mean, for instance, you were quite entrepreneurial in bringing ideas uh, to us. 
to do something new. For instance, when we launched the aggressive convention services effort that we provide, um, and you basically made the pitch. Uh, we have several employees here right now that, you know, sometimes I laughingly try to keep the door shut going, no, not another idea. But that's, that's what we have to do is bring forth ideas to be entrepreneurial, even if you are in an organization. And I think it's incumbent on both the employee to keep pushing, because again, what we're talking about is hard, passionate work. So you've got to push the envelope. If, if, and, and a CEO has to recognize that as well, because you want your people to be pushing the envelope. Because if they're not pushing the envelope, if they're not upsetting the apple cart, you want to be the, dis the disruptor, not the disruptee. And, and you want your employees to be those disruptors. And as a CEO, you've got to work with certain parameters. You've got to work with certain, ah, that's going a little bit too far sometimes perhaps. But at the same time, you have to recognize that your top performers that are pushing the envelope uh, you've got to stroke that. You've got to encourage that because that benefits everyone. You talked about the soft skills a moment ago. Um, you've got to recognize that you're not the smartest person in the world mm -hmm. and you've got to let other people fly. Um, so I think uh, that entrepreneurial spirit, even if you're in an organization, is vitally important. And sooner or later, those entrepreneurial people might want to fly their own way and do their own thing. But within your organization, you need to work hard to tap their entrepreneurial spirit for as long as you can before they fly off. That's it. Like, amens at the church. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's exactly right. I mean, wow. I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm just still a little bit kind of flabbergasted and shocked by that because that's, that's really it. I, moved from Cheyenne, Wyoming that, and was working in tourism there. And I, I came here to um, Niceville, which were surrounded by all of these really great beach communities. And, you know, um, there's, there's lots of uh, lodging tax dollars here. I mean, you know, there people visit here at the rate that they don't visit other destinations. And I think it's so interesting to me how much you guys are able to get accomplished with to be quite honest a percentage of what a lot of these coastal communities have in terms of budget and um you know and i mean just i would say tenfold sometimes the projects that you're able to to crank out and maybe i'm thinking i've been thinking this whole time that's because you know um that you just, you, I, I don't know. I don't know, Darren. Maybe it's just because of the hard work thing. It's because you guys are all passionate there and you have this entrepreneurial culture and you don't allow things like budget get in your way. Um, yeah, well, thank you for all those, those kind words again. Um, I think, again, we just like the beat to be the disruptor. Um, you, know, we, you know, we also have that joke uh, who have we upset today? Uh, if, right. we haven't ups if we haven't upset anyone this week, we're not being aggressive enough. And um, this all, I think, is somewhat related to the hard work theme we're talking about here is yeah. when you are passionate about what you're doing and you really care about what you're doing, you want to take it to a higher level. 
you're not going to be satisfied with doing it the way we've always done it. And that's where real work drudgery happens. That's where you're just caught in a, on a treadmill. And I think by constantly pushing and reinventing, reinventing yourself, it creates the type of atmosphere you're looking for in an organization. I think so too. And um, mostly because I learned that from you. So I'm agreeing with you, but <laughs> you're a wise lady. <laughs> but I, so like all things, there's too much of a good thing sometimes. And one of my favorite, my, you know, it's, you know, no secret that my husband was in the air force. I moved around a lot. I had to find a new job a lot, start from the bottom a lot. Um, and one of the, my favorite interview questions is the, the question, like, what's your strength and what's your weakness? And most people hate that question. I really like it because it's a really easy answer. I know what my strengths are. I know what I bring to the table, but I know that my weaknesses are my strengths in excess. And, um, that became very clear to me. And I, I learned that by working with you, like you can be, you know, too early, work too hard, you know, be, have too much community. I mean, there's just all these things. You can just be too much. My daughter would call that extra. Um, Anna <laughs> would call that being extra. And there is a line, I think, and especially when you're a small business owner and you don't clock in and clock out, no one's coming into your office and saying, Hey, it's time to leave and go home and be with your family. When does hard work become too much work and how do we balance that? I think for that is exactly the flip side of everything we're talking about here today because too much passion, passionate work is still too much. Mm -hmm. And um, I would echo your strengths and weaknesses with myself saying to me, it's an easy answer too. Mm -hmm. I love what we get to do and my weaknesses. Sometimes I enjoy the work too much and you go too far and uh, you've got to have, got to have balance. So um, I think what you're talking about here for entrepreneurs, trying to set up balance in your life is, is quite a challenge because if you're an entrepreneur and you're really found your niche and you're going to start your small business and you're going to do what you love, you've got to not let the passionate work that we're discussing outweigh it or go too far. Uh, I think, you know, all those tools, you know, people talk about, you know, you don't answer the phone past seven o'clock. You don't send emails. You don't you, you separate yourself physically from your work uh, are all tools we need to to work on. And you need to always work on developing interests outside of the workplace. So you have something else to draw you uh, to. Uh, as you know, when you called me about this issue uh, earlier, I looked up some quotes about work and I found one that I thought was quite interesting uh, from a gentleman named Gary Keller who started the Keller Williams real estate firm. And he basically said that in life you have five uh, balls of, of, of life, work, health, family, friends, and your integrity. Those are your main things of life or balls of life. Work is made of a rubber ball, it will always bounce back. It will always come back to you, but all the others are made of glass. So if you drop any one of them, they can be nicked, cracked, or they can even shatter. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a very interesting analogy for what we're talking about here is yeah. the flip side of passionate work, really doing what you love so it doesn't feel like work. If you do that too much, you're going to burn out and you're going to danger, danger, 
or damage all these other components of your life. Mm. So you really have to make sure that those glass balls are treated carefully yeah. and, and not go too far because we all know when you go too far, we all suffer that burnout that <laughs> makes hard passion work not possible anymore because of the burnout factor. Yeah, that's so um, spot on, I think, Darren. And, you know, what's interesting, and I, this podcast is really a platform for us, you know, to be honest about this entrepreneurial journey, you know, starting something that you really feel passionate about. And the dark side of that, that we don't get to talk about a whole lot is, you know, how close of a line you ride to being addicted to your work. And because you, you have this heightened level of reward and that reward has a little bit of a dopamine effect. I think sometimes where when you're working for an organization and you have a win, it feels great and everything feels great. When you have a big win, your very first win in your business, and you know that it came from like this blood, sweat and tears, not that working for someone else doesn't provide that. But I felt like a huge difference between a win here at Francis Roy and any other place that I had worked at before. And I can see myself chasing that. I know that I'm chasing it. And I feel things like, you know, I will often dip into not sleeping very well, or, you know, I'm needing to like totally disconnect from my phone. And right now I'm doing this thing, which I'm going to be transparent with you. I'm not doing well, but I'm really trying, Um, which is I'm checking my email three times a day at 8 a.m., at 12 p.m., and at 4 p.m. And um, I was checking emails at 4.30, so obviously I'm a work at progress in the morning, this morning. Um, but I've you know included that in my signature line in my email because I'm trying very hard to establish some boundaries um, in my business that my, my clients feel like they're taking care of. I'm always going to be there for them. But in order to do my best work, I cannot be tied to my computer 12, 18, you know, whatever hours a day. And that's very hard to do. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I saw that in your email and I thought, wow, I need to do something similar. Uh, you know, for instance, myself, um, I've tried to do something uh, in a similar fashion in that um, I will not email uh, my staff after six o'clock at night or mm-hmm. on the weekends mm-hmm. uh, just to try to create those same boundaries mm-hmm. to just say enough is enough. Uh, even when something's burning and I love it and we need to move forward and we're going to uh, knock this project out. And it's going to be fun for everybody, but Hey, it's Saturday. Not everyone is a freak like I am. Right. Uh, <laughs> I might, I might write the email and send it to myself but then I'll, <laughs> then I'll refer it on, on Monday morning <laughs> and staff goes, how did I get eight emails from Darren <laughs> between eight and eight 15? Uh, <laughs> right. But, but um, seriously, I try to set up the same parameters that you're describing to, to physically force that separation. And for entrepreneurs, I bet this is a significant problem throughout the entrepreneurial world when you're describing this, uh, you know, the high of, of building something yourself and getting that success, this has got to be a, a big challenge. So I think setting up barriers and, even if they're kind of artificial constraints of when you email and, and all of this good, good stuff um, are, are necessary to 
maintain that balance that we all need. In connection to, I think, with the people in our lives that are really important, I was just reading an article. I think it was in The Atlantic. I don't know. Don't quote me, but I will look it up so I can source it correctly about how if you are at the dinner table with your whoever, your friends or your family or whatever, and if there is a, a cell phone on the table, it is a proven scientific fact that the conversation will not be anything meaningful because everyone who is sitting at the table is subconsciously aware that they could be interrupted at any moment. And we as a society are trained to learn that whatever is coming through on the phone is more important than whatever is going on in person. And so we just don't, as human beings, we will not um, dive into deep, meaningful conversations if, the, if a cell phone is on the table. That woke me up. It was like, oh my gosh, you know, I did not realize that I was making that communication, that kind of involuntary or unknown communication to the people who are really important to me. So now I'm just very aware of that. And I try to keep my phone in my bag or in the car or whatever, not so much in the car, but in my bag. No, no, I think, I think that's all a great, a great article and a great example of we all need to do a better job of, of setting up those boundaries and adhering to them. I agree totally. And guilty as charged over here as well. <laughs> well, now that we've aired all of our demons and we've talked about the both sides of the coin in terms of hard work, how it really drives us and, and makes us uh, feel good about who we are, but then how there is a boundary to that and how we can take it a little too far. I feel like we could talk about this for two more hours, but we make a promise to our listeners to not go over 30 minutes, which I've already allied on one episode and went 40 minutes. So I'm going to try not to do again, but um, I'd love to hear everyone's feedback, what they think about this conversation. If you feel like we need a part two, I feel like this is such a needed um, and desirable, you know, topic right now. Everyone's really talking about it and kind of buzzy about it. So please leave us um, messages and comments and, and things that we can kind of further the discussion. And Darren, thank you so much for being here and continuing to be my lifelong mentor. It's certainly my pleasure here, Chantel. Thank you for this opportunity. Okay, guys, until next time, we will um, talk to you next Monday with a new cultural core value, and um, we'll dive into that with a new guest. And if you have any questions or you have topics or ideas, please leave them in the comments and send us messages and us emails at hello at francisroy.com. And thank you so much for spending time with us. Bye.